3: It's time to play like a Jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a Jet, what does that mean? Got to be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. zone.
2: Away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees lightning,
0: 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. Thank you.
4: This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And we are doing the next edition of the Offseason Roundtable with a dear friend of mine. I haven't talked to him in a bit. We've been going back and forth and haven't spoken about the Jets in a long time. Very passionate Jets fan, but also somebody who I've always considered a bit of a mentor. He's a Long Island radio legend, and I'm so happy that he could join me to come back on the show and talk about our beloved New York Jets as much as sometimes they make us want to jump off the roof of a building, my old buddy Captain Kevin McPartland, by the way, since this is audio, not video, because you and I specialize in radio, you are wearing a Mike F. and White shirt right now as we tape it. certainly am. You want to talk about diversifying your wardrobe there, Kev. Let's talk a little bit about Mike F. and White then. And the quarterback situation, what do you think of the emergence of White, what went wrong with Zach Wilson? And this is all, of course, before we get to later what we think the Jets should do going forward. How disappointed were you in what you saw from the quarterbacks this year? The disappointment
2: factor is just, there's just so many things went wrong. I mean, if, if, if Elijah V.R. doesn't get hurt, Beckton gets hurt again. You know, Those guys aren't, aren't, aren't hurt, and then Brees Hall doesn't get hurt, it's a completely different season. You know, if, if only sitting on special teams and made a tackle in that first New England game, it's a different season. Um, I, I think there's definitely talent there with Wilson. I don't know if he has the discipline that it takes to, you know, because he's kind of always regresses with footwork problems. He's you know, He doesn't check down well. And I, I don't know if it was a bad situation quarterback coach-wise. I know the offensive coordinator, LaFleur, is gone as well. Um, you know, I, I don't know if he, he received the proper mentoring. That being said, White's the type of guy that people just gravitate to. I mean, you saw the moment he got on the field, how the team seemed to be re-energized. I mean, the kid is all heart and a mile wide. He plays against Buffalo, but he gets his ribs fractured, doesn't want to come out of the game, comes out, then comes back in. Then gets knocked out again, then he comes back in again, and you see how his teammates respond to him. And that's a great guy to have over center. That being said, he's got limitations in this game as well. I don't know if he's an NFL starting quarterback, uh, the, the situation is it, it's bad. It's like it's Thanksgiving Day. And, you know, the uh, your green bean bake is ready. Your mashed potatoes are ready. <laughs> the yams are ready. But the friggin turkey is not going to be ready for a while. And you need the turkey. That's the center of it. Just like you need a quarterback in the NFL.
4: So let's talk about who the turkey could be going forward. You said you're not <laughs> sure that Mike White is going to be a starting quarterback in the NFL. You
2: know, he's got to have the right people around him. And again, you know, it was it's a, it's a too small sample size to say yes. 100 percent commit to this guy. I think he deserves every shot to win it. I think they come in with an open quarterback competition, no matter what veterans they bring in. And I got to tell you, a lot
4: of the names I'm seeing just make me cringe. Well, let's talk about that then, Kev. Some of the names we're talking about, there's Jimmy Garoppolo. Obviously, the downside with Jimmy Garoppolo is that he gets hurt all the time. The man gets hurt ordering a pizza (laughs) Very Neil O'Donnell-esque I remember he was going (laughs) Onto the field and ow my foot Hurts it had nothing to do with the fact that the Jets Were completely terrible and he just didn't want to play Anymore for sure that's definitely Not something that was going on at the time Then there's Derek Carr who I like a lot I think He's really good for the Raiders but then obviously There were a variety of things that led to An acrimonious split there between Him and the Raiders organization after nine Years Aaron Rodgers nobody knows For sure what's going on Lamar Jackson's Certainly a popular option, but who knows if he gets traded? And if he does, there's going to be plenty of teams out there that are going to be looking to get him, and the price will be extremely high—not just money-wise, but also in a trade. And then you look at some of the secondary names, obviously Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew, Jacoby Brissett, guys like that. What do you think? Where should the Jets go at the quarterback position?
2: There's there's no clear answer to me. To me, you look at Aaron. Even if it's Aaron Rodgers, they have a shot at him. I don't want him to do it because I remember what ha- what happened the last time we took a 39-year-old Green Bay Pack quarterback. You know, I mean, the, the I, I still cringe whenever I see Brett Favre on one of his stupid TV commercials.
4: Kev, i got to interrupt you on that one, though, because the okay. Jets, after 11 games, were 8-3 and three, and the odds on favorite to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC before Favre blew out his shoulder. So I'll defend Mike Tannenbaum for that acquisition every single time. If Favre, who had never missed a game for injury, doesn't get hurt at the end of that season. I think we're talking about a very different year. And by the way, remember, that was the one year that Brady was hurt. So the path was wide open for the Jets at that point. I get right. what you're saying, but a lot of people say this, and I still defend Mike Tannenbaum on that. I'll crush Mike Tannenbaum on a lot of other things, but I still think the Favre trade was the right trade. So if you're telling me that the Jets could be 8-3 and three, and unless Rodgers gets hurt, they're going to be the odds on favor to go to the Super Bowl out of the AFC, I would take that.
2: Well, but look where they were this year. You know, at one mm. point, what said we were seven and four, and mm. you know, we were we were locked to go to the playoffs, absolutely. And you know, the way the way that the the, the house of cards fell apart, uh, you know, it's uh, you to me take a flyer on a thirty nine year old quarterback. I you know, let's see what Chad Pennington's up to these
4: days. I mean, <laughs> it's funny you brought him up, Kevin, because I was just talking about him the other day. And you remember this very well. In 2002, Jets fans were convinced they finally had their guy. He led the league in yards per attempt, completion percentage, touchdown to interception ratio, quarterback rating. This guy looked like Joe Montana, and then obviously it all went sideways with the injuries. But, man, I've always wondered what could have been if Chad Pennington hadn't hurt his shoulder and his wrist.
2: He was still a a real serviceable serviceable quarterback anyway. I mean, Mm -hmm. look, the year that that, uh, they sent him to Miami – what does he do? He wins his, his second NFL comeback player of the year award and Miami goes to the playoffs. You know, he, he granted he couldn't get the ball more than 20 yards downfield, but you you take your your offense to work with that. You get good receivers who can get yards after the catch. Uh but it, it, that they, again, that this is you know, about ancient history at this point uh, quarterback wise. Look, I think that Zach Wilson's not uh, he, I think he's a, he can still be a, a serviceable quarterback. I don't think he's ever going to be a you know a, a star. But again, mm-hmm. he could be a good game manager, and he's got a lot of talent around him when the Jets' offense is healthy.
4: So you think the Jets should what rebuild Wilson, have him compete with White, and then maybe bring in a third guy and just have a three-way competition?
2: I would do that. That's what I would do. I think going into mm-hmm. next next season. But again, you know, with with the Jets. You know that the injury bugaboo is always there. It doesn't matter what happens; somebody's going to spontaneously combust. I mean, just the the, the craziest things happen to the Jets year in and year out, injury wise. Uh, you know, we don't know how how well Brees Hall is going to bounce back from uh, his his torn M- MCL. You don't need. Uh, I know that James Robinson. I think is they still have another year to go with him. You don't know if he's ever going to be able to bounce back and be the, the runner that he was before. Um, I think that Elijah Vera Tucker will be back at 100 next year. I hope that Becton can finally give us, you know, re, uh, a glimmer of what we drafted when we when we when we took him in the first round. I like Sala. Um, you know, the Jets always seem to hire coaches that have a problem with uh, time management, especially at the end of the games. Mm-hmm. How many times have we seen a Jet coach not call a timeout or you know call too many timeouts early, and their, their clock management skills always seem to suffer. I think they need to, like, create a new position called clock manager coach. This one guy just sits there with a stopwatch the whole game and just (laughs) shakes his head yes or no when it's time to call a timeout. Uh, I think that, you know, again, a first-time head coach, I wouldn't have paired with a first-time offensive coordinator in Michael Floor. I think LaFleur was a guy that had potential as well, but I wasn't sad to see him be be shown the door. What was it, the last three games, not one touchdown? Mm Mm-hmm. I love that the, the title of the podcast play like a jet. I think the jets need to build that culture in there that we're a franchise. that guys come, they spend their careers with and and they stay here after their careers are over. You know, you get that, that sense of like guys, like uh, uh, franchises, like the Steelers, um, like the Patriots, a lot of those guys just hang around within the organization for years. And that to young players coming up, they want to be part of that. Guys were free agents. They want to be a part of that culture of that history It's something that I think is uh, something that the Jets have never really cultivated well.
0: With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem-solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.
2: With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
0: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.
3: No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky.
4: What about what the Jets should do to rebuild the roster? Obviously, this is the strongest roster they've had in a while, and part of the reason is because they have actual centerpieces now that they can build around. Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, you mentioned Brees Hall before, Elijah Ver Tucker when he comes back from injury, Garrett Wilson, hopefully Makai Becton comes back from injury. We know they have to rebuild the offensive line. The linebackers and the safeties clearly need to be upgraded. What do you think the Jets should do here in the offseason? Any names, any positions in particular that you think that they should really be focusing in on in the draft and in free agency? I think
2: that uh, I, I think their kicking game needs work. I think that they need to get, bring in a new place kicker and a new punter. Uh, I think they, they left points on the board. I think there were a lot of times where you'd need a decent punt and he would shank one off that you know <laughs> would go 30 yards. Uh, and you're, you're giving the other team much better field position. You know, the, the defensive line, I think is fine at this point. Um, I would, those guys, I think put a lot of great pressures on quarterback this year. You saw obviously Quinn Williams is an all pro. This is a guy you want to build a defense around. Uh, sauce Gardner is going to be one of those generational type players. It's not long before we, you know, he replaces the, the uh, they'll start calling it sauce Island instead of Rebus Island. <laughs> um, He's you've like you said you've got a lot of great cornerstones. I think you've got to look to the draft. I mean, I, I, I have to you know, admit there's nobody that's really standing out right now as far as guys they, they should pursue. Uh, Salah, obviously, you know, is a defensive minded guy. Uh, and I look I think that Joe Douglas has done one thing really well, and that is draft.
4: Let's talk a little bit more about Joe Douglas, Kevin. What do you think of the job he's done overall? You just said you like his drafting. His free agency moves haven't been as smooth. He's done well with trades, it looks like. So it's been a bit of a mixed bag. But you take a look at his predecessors, Mike McCagnon, Sean Idzik. Mike Tannenbaum, and Tannenbaum had his moments, especially when Mangini was here, but it seemed like after Mangini left and stopped steering the ship, all of a sudden everything sort of went off on a crash course with Rex Ryan in terms of player acquisition in the draft and in free agency and all that. What do you think overall, though, with Joe Douglas? Do you think he's the right guy to get the job done over the long haul?
2: I think he can be that guy. Yeah, I do. Because I, I look when he was brought in, I did not have a lot of regard for him, to be honest. Uh, I, the way that he was brought in where, um, you know, Gase manages to get his predecessor fired to bring him in. And, you know, it was it was interesting to me then to see him fire Gase, who to me never should have been hired anyway. Um, but I think that he like I said, he's drafted well. He's done pretty well with free agents. Uh, you know, free agencies a kind of a uh, in the draft, too. You, it, it's always going to be a crapshoot. No matter how many combines you run, no matter how many, you know, scouting reports you get, once you don't know what a guy's gonna do until he hits the field for your team. You know, you can be a great practice player from, you know, Monday to Saturday, suddenly you get out there and you can't get it done. So I, but I think that Joe Douglas is that guy. I think that he has the, the football smarts and the IQ to build a great team. Uh, and I, you know, this is the reason why I give Robert Salapas. I think that I I have a lot, you know, that much respect for his that way to evaluate talent that he still believes in Salah at this point. So if Joe believes in him, I believe in, you know, I'm, I'm willing to stay pat with the front office right now. I don't like to see Woody get involved. I don't think he really knows jack about football. And if he was really that smart, his family wouldn't have pushed him out of the Johnson and Johnson business.
4: Even if, say, Woody getting involved in meddling were to lead to the Jets making some sort of major upgrade upgraded quarterback, you wouldn't like it because it would just say that the organization is continuing to be dysfunctional, right?
2: Yeah, I think that you, you, gotta, you hire guys for a reason, you know, and if you want to try to be Jerry Jones, then make yourself the general manager and the team president as well. See how that works out.
4: Cowboys fans can complain all they want, but Kevin, we just want to see one Super Bowl here with the Jets. Oh, yeah. How Please, confident look, look, are you that uh, the Jets are on the right track, though, overall, between what we were talking about with Joe Douglas, Robert Salah? Are they heading in the right direction? Do you believe that they're going to be contenders sometime soon?
2: I think that they, if, look, if, if they stayed healthy this year, I think they would have been a contender, even with Zach Wilson at quarterback, because you've got some real good receivers. Um, you've got a great tight end in, uh, in Azuma. You would have had a guy, you know, in uh, in Brees Hall who has a potential home run threat every time he touches the ball. So I think that that is going to make your quarterback better, just because you've got to make their defense fo- focus on a lot of different factors. And I think that you know that they would have been a contender had everybody stayed healthy. I think they would have been a contender. They definitely would have been in the playoffs. And I, you know, they they wouldn't have won the division, but they would have been they would have been in there. And I think that they would have at least made the divisional round. Um, so, you know, they, they still probably would have needed to upgrade some things at the end of the year. But I think if the Jets had stayed healthy, you're looking at a completely different result. Like I said, I think that we've got the pieces. We had the pieces this year. We got hurt. Do I want to stand pat? Mm, if, if the right piece, if the right situation presents itself,
4: you make the move. It feels a lot like the beginning of the Rex Ryan era, if you think about it, because the Jets went out, they got Mark Sanchez, and the idea was they were going to grow with him, and if he became a really good quarterback, they had built a defense that was pretty good. They had the pieces in place on the offense. Now, obviously, the Jets have to do a better job building the offensive line, but they have the running back, and they have some offensive weapons there. If they can get a quarterback in here who can play to at least the league average level, you would think that next year they should be – at the very least, the playoff contender, right? Absolutely,
2: I, you know. Uh, again, you remake the same guys and stay healthy, and you're a playoff contender. You know, with Sanchez, I think that they they started to overrate him. You know, when they went to two consecutive NFL NFL champ, uh, AFC Championship games, you know, they're they like, "Well, we can," you know, "we don't we don't need to keep all these guys. We have a superstar quarterback." And Mark Sanchez was a hell of a game manager. He had to have those pieces around him. And when they started to dismantle it, and I think that Rex had a little bit too much say. Uh, in terms of uh, personnel, I think he's you know was able to overrule uh, Tenenbaum. I think that that sent Tenenbaum down you know the hill to like all right, you're going to be fired pretty soon because the results aren't there anymore.
4: Kevin, for the first time in Jets history, the team had. Two rookies of the year at the same Time Garrett Wilson wins offensive rookie Of the year sauce Gardner wins Defensive rookie of the year sauce Gardner Becomes the fifth jet in team History to win the defensive rookie Of the year others included Eric McMillan Jonathan Vilma Hugh Douglas and Sheldon Richardson They've never had an offensive Rookie of the year before so Garrett Wilson makes history there so you have Two bits of history Garrett Wilson Becoming the first jet to win offensive Rookie of the year and Garrett Wilson and sauce Gardner becoming the first tandem to ever do it in Jets history offensive and defensive rookie of the year at the same time what do you think about all that because to me it shows that there definitely is hope for the future with this franchise whatever you think about how disappointing the end of the 2022 season was you look at some of the young talent and particularly Garrett Wilson and Sauce Gardner who just won these awards and it has to fill you with hope that there could be better days ahead as an organization I don't know how much it means you know what I mean?
2: If it's if it's never been done before, that's a great feather in the cap of the Jets. Maybe that makes guys who are out there, central free agents, say, hey, I want to go be a part of this. Look how they're drafted. Look at the pieces that they're starting to assemble around there. That's something I want to go be a part of.
4: Nice to finally see some young, talented pieces like that, though. Like we said, actual building blocks, right? But let's hold on to them.
2: One of the things the Jets mm-hmm. are, have been great about... Is developing you know decent players, drafting decent players, and then getting rid of them after a couple of years. That doesn't say that doesn't say that your organization does well does well in terms of developing talent.
4: For sure, but it looks like the Jets, at least in that regard, are on the right track. Because like we said, for the first time, they had two actual All Pros and not on special teams either. We're talking about real impact right. players. And Garrett Wilson looks like he could be headed there pretty soon too. Brees Hall as well, if he comes back healthy. So. Even though it was a very disappointing season, if you're a New York Jets fan, and even though it was very sad to see them crash and burn and not end up going into the playoffs, at least. They've given you some glimpses of what could be down the line. Now they've just got to go out and fix the pieces that need to be fixed, most notably quarterbacks. So we'll see what they do there. My buddy, Captain Kevin McPartland, Long Island radio legend, and, of course, one of my mentors, somebody that I haven't seen in a while, but we got to fix that soon, Kev. we got to get together, get some pizza or something like that. we got to get the band back together, as they say. If people want to talk to you about football or anything, are you on social media anyway for people to talk to you? Because I know you're not... WBAB at the moment but I know You might be also planning some sort of Radio comeback we'll keep that under wraps For now I'll keep people updated on that As the situation develops but For now if people want to talk some football or music With you any way to get a hold of you On Facebook or something
2: uh, Yeah I'm on Facebook uh, as, as Kevin McPartland um, and That's that's pretty much it I, I Actually I took out an Instagram uh, Over an Instagram Account to, uh, to uh, Actually speak with Jeremy Renner Um, because the the accident that he had, and thankfully he's recovering, uh, reminded me of how I nearly ran myself over with my car in a snowstorm a few years ago, (sighs) which is a story for another time because it's a long one, (laughs) but it's one of those things that only could happen to me.
4: I shouldn't be laughing because it's not funny, although now that you tell it that way, it kind of does sound funny. But it also is very on brand that that's the reason that you would get yourself an Instagram. We got to get you on (laughs) Twitter, my friend. We got to get you involved in Jets Twitter. It'd be hilarious. I think you'd be a big hit on Jets Twitter. I will, we'll continue to talk about that <laughs> Make sure that you follow Kevin on Facebook If you're on Facebook And we'll continue trying to recruit him to Twitter Also keep you updated on what's going on With his potential radio comeback Make sure you're checking out everything we're doing too At playlikeajet.com And the Play Like a Jet YouTube channel We've got some awesome All-22 breakdowns up there YouTube.com slash playlikeajet Watch our videos and subscribe If you haven't already Visit our store, teepublic.com That's teepublic.com We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You Thank You shirt The Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there TeePublic.com, that's T-E-E-Public.com And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes If you haven't done that already Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money But it goes a long way to help us out So if you can go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content You know where to go
0: 18 plus.